Thank you so much for checking out Value Driven Life. I am your host, Coach Chris McMahon, and I am here to help you uncomplicate nutrition, fitness, and, well, sometimes life. I don't really know about that last part. Life is very complicated. <laughs> but today I wanted to talk a little bit about something. It's this idea of motivation, right? A lot of times we think that motivation will fix us. If I am just more motivated, then I would do it, right? I would do the thing. If I just, if things were just right, I would do it. The reality of it is, is motivation wavers. It's, it's never going to be constant. And it's interesting because a lot of times in the health and fitness space, particular trainers, coaches, influencers, whatever you want to call the person, will post things like, you got to show up and do the thing even when you don't want to do it. I show up even when I don't want to do it. And that's cool. It's amazing. But the reality of it is that person is so far in their journey that health, fitness, nutrition, well-being is so tightly, clied, uh, tightly tied to their identity that, of course, it's easy for them to make that choice. Of course, they can see that even though they don't feel great, it adds up over time. Of course, they can see that even if they start the training session, you know, they make it through the warm-up, they tend to feel better and they can keep going, right? This is the thing. We often think that someone should just be there, but that doesn't look at the entire person. It doesn't look at someone's journey, right? If you have this in your ear right now, this podcast episode, and you are listening to this, it very well could be that you're walking on a treadmill, or it very well could be that you are trying to avoid training, or it very well could be that you just like listening to my soft voice while you're driving to or from work or picking up the kids from daycare, whatever it might be. And I appreciate that. But I want you to understand this. Motivation will not be dependable, but you are. One more time. Motivation is not dependable, but you are. You're dependable. You are. You can count on yourself. What do I mean by this? I mean that action is what breeds motivation. And the way we get to action are by taking small steps. So it goes small steps, action steps, results, and usually the results are what inspire us to keep going. And funny enough, that's what motivation is. But it all starts with action. We can't really have motivation before action. Now, you don't even have to be super stoked about health and fitness and your wellness to take action, right? You, the, the problem is, is that we think that it needs to be big. We think that what we're doing in order to make progress needs to be gigantic, needs to be overwhelming, needs to be bragworthy. In some cases, it is bragworthy, even if it's small, but we'll talk more about that in a second. See, the secret sauce to making progress is understanding the power of small action. Now, there is a lot that you can see floating around, right? There's a lot. There's a lot. Full body transformations. People who have turned their entire life around. People who look completely different. People who have such value driven action every single step of the way in their life. Well, I'm going to be honest with you. Not everyone is designed that way. It's okay. So I'm going to talk a little bit about one of my clients, Jay. He's a busy dad. And Jay and I, we go really far back. We've been friends since high school, actually. And he's a busy dad. And 
He's working a full-time job, and he's completing his MBA. Now, his life is so hectic, so busy, that honestly, he does not have the time or the energy to make it to the gym, to meal prep, to sometimes even get a full, like, eight hours of sleep. Like, that's just not where his life is right now. And if he came to me and told me all that, and I looked at him and said, well, you're doing everything wrong, how likely do you think he would be to follow through or to continue going or to even bother trying, right? How likely do you think someone is going to be to continue going if at the start you just say, well, you're wrong? That's not how it works, right? It doesn't mean that in the future that won't change, right? It doesn't mean that in the future, like right now you might not be thrilled about any of the things revolving training, any of that, right? But that does not mean that in the future that won't change, right? That does not mean in the future it won't change. That's the powerful thing. My job as a coach is to meet a client where they're at. My job as a coach is to talk to you and meet you where you're at. That's why I exist in this messy middle place. That's why you exist in this messy middle place, because honestly, that's what human nature is. So what we did is we sat down, Jay and I, and we talked about what he wants, which is to feel better. He wants to not be in pain. He, he wants to be able to keep up with his kids. He wants to not be exhausted all the time. So we decided to brainstorm like a few action steps. Now, these might not sound very fancy, and that's because they're not. They're not fancy. What they are are small steps that add up over time. So for John, what worked for him, the thing that worked for him is understanding that, well, you know what? He drinks a lot of soda water. He drinks a lot of soda water already, and hydration is so important for any sort of change that you're trying to work on, that you're trying to develop, right? So for him, starting the day by drinking a glass of water and scheduling a 20-minute walk during his lunch break was something easy enough for him to do, but also has huge benefits that carry over into the other phases of his life, right? Right now, he can't make it to the gym, but that 20-minute walk is his exercise. That 20-minute walk is his chance to decompress, to step away from the computer, to actually let his mind clear, to be a little more mindful, to get in check with his emotions, with his feelings, which affects his ability to recognize when he's full, his ability to recognize that specific foods are going to make him feel better or maybe not feel as great, right? That's giving himself a chance. And the only way that small action happens is if he makes time. So step one is making time. And the way he's making time is by drinking a glass of water as soon as he wakes up and then going to his schedule and scheduling in his training. So for you, Step one is find what that small action can be at the start of the day. Is it drinking that glass of water? Is it checking your schedule and scheduling in your workouts? Maybe you do that the night before, right? Use your schedule. Take advantage of it and don't break that promise to yourself. The next thing he decided was doable for him was he already knew that he enjoys chicken enjoys turkey burgers. Those are two things that he likes, and those are lean proteins. And because Jay is trying to lose weight, we're trying to stick close to that uh, one gram per uh, pound of body weight, right? He has an ideal weight in his head, so we're trying to get we're trying to get about roughly for him about 175 grams of protein per day. So we're trying to have it be lean protein at most meals. 
and baked chicken and turkey burgers are something he loves. He doesn't get bored of them. But what happens is if he doesn't put it on his grocery list, it's not in the house. And if it's not in the house, he's not going to eat it. If he, he doesn't have it in front of him, he's going to order takeout. And when he orders takeout, he has a really hard time right now focusing enough to uh, think ahead of time what different types of meals he can have because he's in the beginning of his journey, right? This is a pretty normal thing that a lot of folks deal with. There's, as we practice and we learn how to read menus and develop that skill set, it becomes a little bit easier. But for Jay right now, what he is doing, the second thing is he is making more time for himself. On Sundays, he is going to write a grocery list. <laughs> he is going to write a grocery list and add lean protein to the list. That's all he's doing. He has a wonderful partner who, who helps him cook meals during the week. So it's going to be easier for him to prep all this food, right? So that's actually something we can take out of the equation. Okay, if the food's there, I have someone who's going to help me prepare these meals. Great. So number one is make time. Number two, take an action that takes a little more time. So on Sundays, it takes him a little more time to go grocery shopping and to set that list. But if he has a list, He's more likely to buy the things that are actually going to help him. And then the final thing that he can really focus on right now is at meals, he will add a fistful of greens or vegetables. That's where he's starting, right? So we have this idea or this thing that I like to coach is the idea of the balanced plate. Now, a balanced plate is pretty much exactly what it sounds like. It's balanced what we're working toward or what a client, what you might want to work toward is 50% fruits and vegetables because of the fiber, because most of us aren't getting enough of any of those things. And yes, I lump fruits and vegetables into the same category, even though uh, fruits have carbs in them. We have to understand our body responds to them differently, but also there's fiber in there and they have a self-limiting factor because of that fiber. So fruits and vegetables are in that category. So 50% fruits and vegetables is what we're working towards. 25% carbs, 25% protein, and a thumb of fat. This is the balanced plate. This pretty much, if we're hitting this, we're going to be full. We're probably going to snack less between meals. We'll be able to make it about four to six hours in between meals, and we are going to have enough energy to make it through the day. Now, Jay is a bigger individual. This is what we started with, and we noticed that for him, if he did plate that, for him, what is about two palms of protein on his plate, which is about still about 25% of his plate. And then he was able to have some greens on his plate and some carbs on his plate and fat. He was full, but what he had a hard time doing was making sure he was able to get those vegetables. So instead of saying, hey, you're not getting 50%, you're doing this wrong. It was, hey, where, what, what seems reasonable for you? We can work up to 50%. What seems reasonable to you? So the idea of adding a fistful of greens to every meal seemed pretty reasonable and something that was like a 12 out of 10 on an ease scale for him 10 being the easy like he could do it and a one being no way man so he's doing that and look this feels manageable for jay right now like this is the manage this is the thing this is the thing that i have learned and i want you to really understand this is that it has to be manageable like it has to fit into your life right now. It's not fitting your life around these things. That's sometimes we misconstrue it. It's like, I got to fit my life around X or Y. No, we have to make these things that we're adding to our life make sense in our life right now. And this is what makes sense. And it seems really small. But he sent me a message the other day, which 
basically said, overall, I'm feeling better. I noticed I'm eating much less than before, which I'm happy about, right? Because for, for Jay, what he was really struggling with was emotional eating, like eating a lot, binge eating. He's yo-yo dieted a lot of his life and he's had a hard time with it. So what we have to understand is we can go with small changes and they take you pretty far right? Really, really small changes can take you really, really far. And the thing is, is we, we don't actually look at them. We don't usually look at, look at what we can do to make any sort of change. So that's, that's the thing. We really have to take a moment and understand what we can do to make a change. And that's really what I want you to be able to understand. And I hope you can take away from, from this is, is, really how to start to make that change, right? So what I'm going to do is in the show notes, I'm actually going to link to a worksheet that you can actually do that can help you begin to make a change, right? It's, it is my value-driven habit tracker. And what you can do actually is use this. Uh, there's, there's an entire tutorial video I have that goes along with it. It's all free. It's what I give a lot of my clients, pretty much all of them. It's what I use. Um, and it breaks down how you can start to track your habits, how you can make things really small and measurable, right? So the idea of having that small action of scheduling things, of drinking water in the morning, taking a 20 minute walk during lunch, writing the grocery list, like planning for these things and being able to track it. You know, James Clear talks about the idea of what's appealing about a habit tracker or what I call a skills tracker is the fact that you can actually see that you're making progress. You can actually see that things are going in the direction you want them to head. And when you can see that on paper, it's pretty damn motivating, right? Again, because small actions are motivating. And motivation, when it wavers, you can always go back and look and be like, ah, I'm still going, right? That's the thing. That's how eventually you get to the point where you're like, ah, I don't really want to do this. I'll just try anyway in the beginning and see how I feel. Because that is better than doing nothing because something is always better than nothing. So I hope this episode was helpful for you. If you could do me a favor and drop a five-star review, I'd greatly appreciate it, especially if you're enjoying these episodes. Leave a review. Um, I like to read them. Also, it helps other folks be able to see this episode. Maybe you'll share this episode with a friend or family member, and I greatly appreciate that. So before we wrap things up, I want you to remember to go do great things today because you can.